Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. If storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now, it's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like... <laughs> All right, y'all, we're back for another episode of the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast. Your host, Two Chames, here along with um majority of the crew, uh, Silly Sellers, the Giant Crab, Jamal, and Dr. M himself. How's everybody going? Good, good. Pretty good. Cool. Um. So, uh, what, what was I about to say? Okay, so I'm just going to put a disclaimer that Dwayne probably is going to jump in because we talked about this before. We got on how he never decides to come in before the show starts, but always going to make his grand at, entrance. Yeah, I, I don't know. Is this it must be a, like prima donna thing or something. I don't I know. Think so. <laughs> He's a Roman Reigns fan. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so um, we're back for another episode today. A um, couple of different topics all over the wrestling community. Um, and as much as there is to talk about currently this week, too, we definitely have to divide it out, considering that we want to stick to an hour. But I think between this week, uh, as far as rumors and things that's happening, and next week, it's definitely a lot of material to cover. So um, uh, definitely stay tuned. Um and then at the end of the show, definitely we're going to go over, as we've been advertising all over our Twitter page, um, a contest, which we're, we're giving away two things. One, we're giving away um, a, a, the, ugh, a fans another chance to attend Nova's Pro's next show, which we will have Mike on next week so we can cover that. Uh, the show will be next Saturday, uh, next Friday, excuse me. And also we're giving, why are you shaking your head? Because I can't go. Oh, okay. <laughs> but to say, don't correct me. Like, uh, the one in June is on Saturday. I think I may be in Tampa. Yeah, which you can't make that either. And also, we're doing a um, we're doing a free Pop Funko or Funko Pop, whatever you want to call it, toy giveaway as well too. Is um, with our friends over at the Gated Community. Um, and shout out to our man Edward for put, helping us put up put that together so uh, we'll go over it towards the end of the show but you know let's get into everything that's going on for this week so um first off the injury bug is at an all-time high right now and obviously i think the biggest star the biggest highlight right now is braun Strowman. but there's people all over the board i mean revival's out ember moon's out emma's out um kofi kingston's out am i forgetting anybody no. Rusev is Rusev is returning. He was out, um, but injuries all over WWE right now. And the way how I posed this question to everybody before we got started is, out of all these superstars, named or unnamed, if I forgot anybody, who actually is the biggest blow to WWE, and or who is the biggest blow to their self personal uh, character development because of the injuries. Um, Doctor, I'm going to start with you because you kind of rephrased this this topic a little bit different. I think it was either you or Jamal. One of you guys did, and you specified a specific person. So, um, if not, who 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 do you think this in, the uh, injury bug affects the most currently? Uh, well, I'll first start by saying that 
even though it's never a good time to have a rash of injuries, I'm glad that at least this year it wasn't before WrestleMania like it was, what, one year ago, two years ago? Oh, yeah. Um, so I guess we can be happy about that. But uh, this is an interesting question because I think my – the first thought that comes to mind is Braun Strowman uh, with as much momentum as he has. But he was still on Raw this past week with his arm in a sling. <laughs> that that was the thing. Uh, still among the highlights of what was overall a pretty lackluster Raw. So uh, I don't really think this injury bug affects him that much, especially since Raw doesn't have a pay-per-view coming up for a while. Uh, I am concerned about Ember Moon, and this might have been what you were uh, mentioning, yeah. James, but one of the questions I have about her is if WWE has missed the boat on her and this injury bug has just kind of made that stand out even more um, because I have to admit as much of a fan of Ember Moon as I am uh, I was definitely pumped to see her come to the WWE uh, familiar with her stuff on the indies if you haven't seen her indie work you have to take time out and, and find it on YouTube somewhere um, but when she came to the WWE, she was mysterious. She had like an aura about her. And I think that quickly disappeared in part because WWE is obviously trying to push Asuka to be the most dominant woman ever. And now, you know, women like Nikki Cross and Ruby Riot have come in. And I would argue that they have sort of overtaken Ember Moon. Um, I'm not at all interested in seeing Ember Moon on NXT. I'm more interested in what's happening with some of the other women. And this injury bug, I don't think is going to help her matter, her cause at all. So, again, my question was, has WWE missed the boat with her? They had my two cents, too, about Braun Strowman also. Um, he was scheduled to work with Brock Lesnar at the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view because that Greatest is Greatest name ever. <laughs> that's really a thing. But yeah. considering that Brock Lesnar's not on TV, now Braun won't be on TV, what does it matter? You just cross it out and you just make the title uh, – be put on the show for another another month or two. So, absolutely, do not think it hurts Braun Strowman at all. Um, I, I I think he's has one of the best character builds in a while, but I think it'd be perfectly fine. I mean, even with him working against Roman Reigns and still being able to get cheers, uh, I I, I think he'll be I think he'll be perfectly perfectly fine overall. Uh, Jamal, your turn. Um, as far as this injury bug goes, I don't think it really hurts anyone, obviously, other than the affected, um, because you can always start over. Uh, how long has Hideo been to, uh, Tommy been injured? Um, and, you know, he just started over when he came back. Good point. Uh, same thing with uh, TM61. Uh, we know if who you, they if, are. They'll have to start over. If yep. you don't mind, though, well, Hideo Tommy, do you feel like the same to what uh, Dr. M speaks of Ember Moon? Do you feel like the boat may sell? Because now everything seems to be Fully accelerated with him, like well, I think it's almost for, to the point for him. But for him, he was in a different spot then. I mean, he doesn't have a choice. Even even in his absence, he's kind of risen a bit uh, to the top of the upper NXT echelon. Even though we haven't seen him in months, and now he's recently come back. And I think that's because of the the current roster that they had versus the roster when he was there. When he was there uh, originally, it was uh, Sami Zayn there. It was Kevin Owens there. Bo Dallas was just leaving. Adrian Neville was just leaving. Um, the Ascension were as, as hot as they will ever be. Uh, and, and, you know, Tyler Breeze, as hot as he will ever be. And then you have, 
you know, and so he's kind of this new guy coming in. People know who he is, and they're going nuts for him. And then he gets injured before he has a chance to really take off. Now it's a Bobby Roode. It's Eric Young. It's, you know, Ciampa and Gargano, a different, a different um, roster. And I'm not going to say that it's better or worse off, but it is different. And, you know, his positioning in that roster is certainly different versus a Kevin Owens and a Sami Zayn and the like. Uh, I feel the same way about Ember Moon. Even though she has been there, and I was there in NXT Toronto when she made her uh, debut, and and that was a big deal. And, and that's but that's based on her past work. And if you haven't seen uh, her work in AIW for Girls Night Out, and if you haven't seen the Shimmer work and stuff like that, uh, you know after this is over, immediately do so, and then go back to the Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast uh, YouTube page and and thank me because I told you so. <laughs> but with that said. It is still where she is different with a different roster now. It's kind of the reverse effect for Adeo Otami. Sure, it was Asuka, and, and obviously everybody's just waiting for her in that build, but um, but Emma's long gone. Uh, you have a Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, meh. You have Liv Morgan, who is, you know, meh. Um, you have Aaliyah, whoa. And so <laughs> that um, class of, of, of roster isn't in the category that it was if Ember Moon had been there when Paige and Emma and, and Natalia and all of those guys were there. So it's just the position where very she is clear now. With what you're saying before I, I want to ask, before I say anything, are you trying to say like there's two different tiers of this current roster, sort of say? Of course there is. Okay. And yeah, I mean, NXT, yeah. And one, one half uh, stays in Florida and does their thing. Yeah. And the other half travels the rest of the country, works some uh, live events, uh, house shows uh, for um, the main roster and stuff. We know, we know that there's a difference. Yeah. We know that there's a reason why we have, we've heard of Tino Sabatelli when he was on Breaking Ground. And then 18 months later, he's just now making his NXT debut. Yeah. Because he's been doing house shows in like flea markets in, in Ocala, Florida for the past 18 months. Oh, I got something to say about this too. Um, the and, and then the other thing is too is like, yes, Ember Moon. I feel like she is like part of the elite when it comes down to the women's NST roster. But now based on what injured, though? I mean, yeah, obviously because of her prior work, but because you can tell she's polished in the ring. You can tell she doesn't need much work in order to she belongs on the main roster. I, it's 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 evident. But I, I disagree I, with that. I, I just I disagree with that. I don't think she's anywhere close to she. She shouldn't look at the main roster as an attainable goal this year. Okay. Because and I think that's not because everybody can do the work. That's why they're there. But can true. you connect with the? Absolutely true. Because I, Mojo Rowley has a job, uh-huh. so he must be doing something right. Yeah, because he connects. He connects to the crowd. That's why. He, so, you, then, you, so then, whatever. You're right about the point. You're right about the two points. Absolutely. And there's actually three points, but rest in peace, Dusty Rose. That third point is not going to ever be fulfilled for a long time. Right. But but, but, I, but the idea I, of it is, is that you don't have to be Dean Malenko or Chris Benoit or you know 99 Jericho, you know, or Lance Storm to be obviously they're not looking for the best wrestlers. Yeah. They're looking for the best superstars or sports entertainers or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. saying that Ember Moon isn't entertaining. And I'm not saying that she can't do the work because God only knows that if if um, if Mojo Riley or Titus or um, uh, Heath Slater or any of those guys, if they can stay there and, and cash checks, Titus O'Neil is cashing checks. Somehow he's stealing money from the WWE. If he can do that, 
<laughs> and, 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 and be that guy, whatever he needs. And be on TV. How many guys are not yeah. on TV and Titus is? But I digress. If he can, if they can do that and still collect a paycheck, I don't think Ember Moon, and I do agree that some of the mystique, some of the aura has been lost, and I think that's part of the problem with women in NXT. There's only one real champion. Her name is Asuka. She will be champion forever. She said it herself. Because no one's legitimately serious to take that away from her. Maybe in six months it'll be Nikki Glencross or whatever they're calling her now. Maybe in six months it'll be Heidi, Heidi Lovelace. Hopefully it'll be Kimberly. Hopefully it'll be, you know, um, Athena, um, Emperor Moon. Hopefully. But realistically, Asuka should have been on the main roster six months ago. She can't go yet because she has no one to give the title to. I see. I and I, I don't know. I definitely, I, it's feels like I'm agreeing with both you and Dr. Young's points, even though they're, they're, um, they're sort of different. But I do actually feel that, you know, with her being injured now, she's put, she's she's not going to be on this elite status in NXT. She is going to maybe simmer back down into this whole group. I mean, first of all, when we look at that, that what was it, like 10 women uh, um, battle royal, you can pinpoint who's actually going to be the last three or four that was going to be in. And those are the people that's in the picture right now. And so with the fact that, one, nobody's even replacing her on this match, obviously lets you know that they don't feel anybody belongs in this status. With her being injured and they're proceeding with the match as planned, it feels like it was never going to be Ember Moon in this position anyway. So either Oscar cleans house again or one of the other two pins the other one and then they move on. But I think the magic is actually supposed to be between Oscar and Ember Moon because they are the best two on the roster by 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 standards right now. And I and I don't know. I just feel like you know, no injuries is really a good time. But I just feel like this probably wasn't the best of time for Ember Moon, considering that she just lost that last match, which was a huge letdown, and it felt like a letdown as a fan. And I feel like you only wanted better for her for this next match. Uh, Sally, it's your turn. So I don't think it, and let me know if I have any buffering issues or anything while I'm speaking. Um, I don't think it's any particular person that's going to be affected. I feel like it's a group. And the group that I feel like is affected with this injury bug is the tag team division. Um, the reason why I think the revival against the Hardys will be a great tag team feud that we could go right now. But then you got, um, you got Cesaro and Sheamus being filled into that feud. And I'm not knocking against Cesaro and Sheamus. But I think Cesaro and Sheamus, if they were uh, individual wrestlers or singles competitors, I think they would bring up great feuds for the IC title and maybe, you know, up to the top of the ladder uh, where they can compete for the WWE title at some, excuse me, the universal title at some point. I just feel like they're just trying to use those as placeholders until the revival comes back where you want to see that magic happen in the tag team division on Raw. And the same thing's being affected in SmackDown. And unfortunately, that like just negated all the New Day's momentum being the longest reigning champs um, in tag team history to what are you going to do with these guys? And we've got a chance to bring them on SmackDown to be a new group to come in and feud with some of these up-and-coming talents on the tag team division. It's like you're hurting it. Because so I feel like these injuries came at the wrong time for tag team division. However, you are getting more chances, like Brizongo, to, to be on the scene. But I just don't feel like they're legitimate contenders to overcome who are the champions. And I feel the same thing on the Raw show. So once again, when you have people that's injured, you're taking away storylines that could be for those mid-card or tag team feuds that could help or hurt, um, excuse me, help them if they were healthy. Uh, to have some strong cues on the later end, but I just think the tag team division needs some 
some legitimacy in their in their in their healthiness right now, so they can get some more feuds going instead of just two main feuds for their uh, for their title belts. Let me ask you this: Have we ever have when have we said? Haven't we been saying for the like the last I don't know month or two that uh, since WrestleMania at least? Well, what are they doing with the New Day? Or maybe they should just break them up. Or they got to do something different. Or the New Day is getting stale. Um, I don't think the New Day has been one of those groups that are really missing out on an opportunity because they really didn't do anything for the better part of three or four months. I was just so whenever they whenever they get a chance to start, it'll be okay. Yeah, and also too, I mean, come on. Ever since if they didn't have a, a WrestleMania match, if this was before the injury, there was no plans for them. And that's right. that's by that's by work because they said their charisma, their 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 them alone together, being who they are, sales merch. That's all we need them to do. So I, I knew they was going to get switched to SmackDown because now you put them on another brand, you can change them colors around, and you can sell more. S- Shirts for them, and I think the last time I checked, they said that they were up to twenty-two shirts already, and this was before just a uh, superstar shakeup. So who knows how many they they got now or on the rising? And they got their own tag team belt design, which I've never seen uh, done for somebody before. Which I and it costs more than all the rest of the rest of them too, which I think is crazy. But you know, I, I, Kofi's the last person out of this group that I think uh, affects any of this at all. I do think that them being hurt does mess with uh, other tag teams because you don't, you know, you don't give them placement because it's not another legitimate tag team to face. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, the new day is going to be fine any single day. Maybe. They'll they'll be they'll be fine if two people were hurt from them. They'll still <laughs> they get they get they get uh, commercials or whatever you want to call it for SmackDown each week talking about coming soon, as if they're not even hurt or or if they've been off the roster off TV for like weeks. You know, they run into the head, though. I understand totally where you're coming from. I, th- I guess just for me, and I always say this all the time, and just thinking about specifically about Kofi, and Dr. M and I have talked, this, talked about this, you know, for years and then years out. I just feel like when you're in a wrestling company, granted, I know it's about entertainment. I know it's about merch. I understand all of that. But it's about getting your title reigns. For example, when we look at any other major sport, regardless of how good you are, you're looked at of how many rings you get. And in WWE, it should be about how many times you have had that world title. And I just think out of anybody, Kofi deserves a chance just to have that title shot. And I'm just speaking, like, you know, just separating them against the New Day. That I feel like, Grant, even though he's in a good thing, he's in a great place where you're getting merch. He deserves that title shot at least one time for as much work as he had coming in. I remember seeing him before he debuted on Raw, where I saw him against, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh... The Pope, Elijah Pope. I saw him at a SmackDown um, house show in Upper Marlboro, and I just felt like, is this guy's gimmick going to go over? But Kofi oh, worked it. Yeah, I did. And then, but I just felt <laughs> like Kofi put in his work to try to be at the top, and I just felt thought the, the way he was at the top when he had that feud against Randy Orton, it would just kill way too early, and that was the last ta- time he ever got a chance to sniff at a world title feud, and I think he deserves it. I mean, get, absolutely feel like he deserves a single title run too, but there's no way in the world that you're going to break up the New Day, up, destroy product sales, fans alone. I mean, it's way too much magic between the three of them in order to do anything as stupid as 
nearly considering break them up. You know, I didn't I, even think the fact when they started, uh, you know, playing with Xavier Woods and that the Wyatt family thing, and he was acting like he was possessed or whatever. Somebody must have ran to Vince McMahon and said, "No, pull the plug on this right now. There's no good in this at all, at all." But I will, say, and it lasted for like a week. <laughs> it was done. I will say this though. If you break them up, the one person that you could pull and go heal would be Kofi Kingston, and it would have a Seth Rollins effect. It really would. I, I, it, Kofi showed how he could play that heel when they went that little mini heel phase when New Day was on their initial run. Kofi could play that heel very well and be a good two to three or four month heel where he could be on the top of his game and have that Seth Rollins effect. I mean, Big E was a heel too when he initially debuted it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, um, I disagree so, about anyway. the argument. I disagree about the argument of, with titles and stuff like that. Um, in, in general, I, I would say that if WWE actually cared about titles, then it would actually be competitive. Because we're not talking about having the best wrestler get the um, get a shot at the belt. We're talking about who is the most charismatic or who sells the most T-shirts and stuff like that. Or who Vince McMahon likes the most. And he likes them for that reason, though. Yeah. And to, and to this argument about titles, too, I feel like this has been the first time in a long time that people have actually called out wanting to face who, who has the, um, the the championship. So Seth Rollins coming out saying he want uh, Brock Lesnar. Braun Strowman saying he want Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns saying he want Brock Lesnar. Everybody's calling out Brock Lesnar, and I get it. The only reason they're doing this is to try to keep him relevant. But not so to say because they actually want the title because that's really never been anybody's fault. And then the other thing is, too, um, Kurt Angle telling um, the golden truth that they don't have enough wins in order to compete for the tag team championship, was a, which, a, which was another like strange mention of uh, legitimizing championships, uh, contenders, and all that. But anyway, since we focused, uh, spent so much time on this, I'll just be short with my answer. And I think Emma absolutely gets uh, the short end of the stick for her here. She just returned. Um, the Emmalina thing was a disaster waiting to happen that they pulled. They brought her back regular. Um, I thought she had the momentum. Um, I think that she quickly established herself as being one of the top uh, uh, women on Raw roster. And I was only hoping for better things to come. I mean, we, we've seen her do magic in, a, in the ring for years, you know, as far as she's been uh, healthy. And now, you know, there really hasn't been much word on, you know, the extent of her injury, which typically leads me to think it's not good. But like she got the short end of the stick and for wwe wise um i feel like maybe the revival sort of say because i feel like they were brought up for a reason and i feel like there might have been major plans for them and to also uh and and to also you know be able to just show the magic they was also able to captivate or nxt on the main roster for you know the unseasoned wwe network fans so you know to quickly establish them as being top guys as their gimmick and you know uh Corey Gray's playing uh a lot of homage to them as far as you know all the good work they did and then to quickly be taken off. I don't know. I, I do agree with Jamal saying you could just restart them again, but I just feel like um they had something magical uh starting right away because of them being part of the shakeup or whatever. The shakeup that I really don't even agree with because people were just appearing like hey I'm here but not going to even elaborate on that anymore. But anyway, uh, Jamal's Jamal's favorite wrestler happens to be Titus O'Neil. <laughs> That's the opposite of true. <laughs> and Jamal, 
Jamal Ball is part of the Titus brand, big bo- <laughs> Titus big brand baller ball. <laughs> I have no idea what that means, but it sounds sexual. <laughs> Far from it. Well, <laughs> you consider it rape, though, but I don't know. <laughs> Titus are new. <laughs> Again, is in the doghouse because now he's being sued by a former WWE cameraman because of uh, what was the name of that show again? That they were doing the network, uh, Swerve. Swerve. Swerve that went wrong, sort of saying Titus apparently threw a hissy fit. No, no, uh, no, no, no. His- it, it went right, he got swerved, but apparently, you know, threw a hissy fit and um, you know, nearly murdered the cameraman as, as you do. Yeah, now to be fair, and I hate defending Titus because I really think he needs to go away. Uh, he has a cancer on the ass of society, but I hate pranks. I really do. And I am not, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mess around like that. Don't prank me. And it's not cool. Not once. Um, I get pranked. Somebody's going to jail. So <laughs> it's, um, and it's, it's that serious. So I can understand where he's coming from. And apparently the dude had to run for the hills because Titus was, um, I don't know exactly what the prank was, but um, he, we found out the cameraman was in on it and he hunted him down. And basically, he basically he pretty much did what Braun Strowman did to Roman Reigns, uh, just off camera. <laughs> so I, I, I guess, like, what, what do you do then? You know, the suit is for $1.3 million. The cameraman wants damages and all that good stuff done. Uh, apparently, this was back in 2015. But the long and short of it is, uh, screw you, Titus. You blocked me on Twitter. Secondly. <laughs> oh, um, it really did? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I, I may have said some things that he probably didn't appreciate, but. What's up with you and Dr. M being the blockers of this group? Dr. M gets blocked. You get blocked. Well, I mean, uh, I, I have an opinion, and I may express that opinion, and it may not be a popular opinion, but yeah, I'm not saying that I want you to die. I just don't need you to live anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, that's why you get blocked, and Dr. M gets blocked, too, because he has, has nice comments to say to uh, Mr. Baron Corbin there. Yeah, he also, yeah. Uh, if I remember correctly, also felt like he also did not need to exist on <laughs> on TV anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I may have called Baron Corbin an emo chick and asked if he played in Evanescence. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that band though. I like that band too. Amy Lee is a hell of a singer. All right. Um, Baron Corbin was a drummer. That's their one of my coworkers. Uh, one of my coworkers uh, graduated high school with her. Best Daredevil soundtrack ever. She's a lovely woman. Yeah, terrible Ama- movie though. Amazing voice. Absolutely. But you know what? I don't. I don't think Titus is going anywhere though because, um, he, you know, he's basically the poster child for WWE every June when Father's Day rolls around. And every yeah, except for last year, about to Del Rio took his spot. Well, we know where that ended up. <laughs> so, so Titus seems to be back in the driver's seat now with that. So uh, WWE needs somebody to. Well, I guess they did the Roman Reigns thing once too. So maybe they did. Oh, too. So okay. So yeah. So he, obviously he just keeps getting in trouble. Um, I don't expect for him to be wrestling for the WWE. I mean, actually wrestling for the WWE in a, for a very long time. They they do not know what to do with him. Maybe he doesn't know what to do with himself. So the question is, do we see 
a successful career with him being a manager? Is this even is this even possible with him endorsing uh, Apollo, Apollo Cruz <laughs> as part of being the Titus brand? Is is this really a thing? Can it, can this work? Honestly, I think Titus O'Neil is a black Seamus with a worse gimmick. <laughs> in that there is, uh, he's not devoid of talent. And, and again, everybody can do the work. I just think that his gimmick is trash. And we've seen him on the microphone uh, where he had actually, they gave him a mini push and he got on the microphone and he had a stroke. I don't know what happened to him, but that was a bad time it's for him. So crazy because he was killing it on commentary during the Usos feud uh, a while ago right. when, he, when he was the champion. And I, I do not know what happened to him when he went inside the ring and completely froze. <laughs> right. So he absolutely just completely you know, uh, embarrassed himself like that. I'm not saying that he can't. He's like completely useless. I'm just saying that right now, the way they're using him, they might as well. They could put a ham sandwich in the ring and call it Titus O'Neil and nobody would know the difference. <laughs> oh <my God> <laughs> and that's unfortunate because he can find his usefulness. I think that he could be a decent heel. He just needs, like Sheamus went for a long time with just being completely irrelevant. And then all of a sudden, he has something. He's building back up to something with uh, Antonio Cesaro. But Sheamus was a champion, a two-time champion, I believe, um, yep. a couple years ago. And then he fell into this, you know, obscurity, and then he picked back up again. Titus, yeah, yeah well, he's there, you know, again, stealing checks. But I think with the right program, he can get back up. I hope he turns in Apollo Crews. Um, but, but, like, I don't think self-deprecation works in wrestling very well. Uh, you can't have those YouTube videos where he's having a one-person – uh, press conference. Um, you can't have him beating up Darren Young and uh, Bob Backlund. You know, it's Where not. No. Well, Young is hurt. Oh. Um, he has an elbow injury, I believe. Um, but you like that. Um, he didn't make the that self deprecation doesn't work because nobody cares about Darren Young. I mean, let's be real. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of a thing. And that's, um, that's unfortunate that they're using him that way. But then again, I think he's still paying reparations from uh, touching Vince McMahon. <laughs> you don't do that. I just think if Titus O'Neil can just like say, I'm selling uh, Apollo Cruz's shirt for $50 as far as the Titus brand, I think he'd be okay. I think somebody else said that too. But anyway, to, to be very clear about this, um, I think that him being a manager, if it can work, it should prompt him to be back a be back a competitor in the ring. But this is ultimately the test for him because if he can't be a manager, then there is nothing for him to do on screen right now. Nope. There's no the character is what right now. He's not even being he's not even being a proper like Q or Greek man right now. Like it's nothing serious about him being that tall and uh. And supposed to be dominating in his move set, so supposed to be type of like bruiser style, but he's not doing anything. I, I, he hasn't been relevant in I don't know three, four years. But, but for his know. gimmick to work, he needs a posse. He needs people, and Titus O'Neil needs like a Stokely Hathaway type of guy, or he needs like an, he needs Elijah Pope uh, with him. He needs those guys. He needs like an army of people because it doesn't work if you're saying that I have this brand and your brand is Apollo Cruz who is basically has the charisma of a bag full of potatoes. 
you know, it's doesn't it doesn't make sense. I don't believe you if it, you're just coming out there and you're having these grandiose, uh, you know, what are you doing? Why are you here wasting our damn time? And if it's a three-hour show and it feels like a waste of time, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, there's never a bright moment when he comes on screen right now. I can only <laughs> wish the best for the for the Titus brand, but we'll see. And it being a Raw does not make it any better. I would have loved to see him go to SmackDown and get a whole new start, but uh, he got... I would love to see him go to YouTube. Oh, my God. He's on YouTube. He's all over YouTube, actually. <laughs> and everybody's back in background being annoying. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I forgot what I was watching, but it was something with the New Day. He was involved, and Big E was not here for it at all. He just was like, I wish he would go away. Oh, it was, yeah. for, it was for WrestleMania weekend. Uh, anybody else know Titus on there? No. We'll never speak of Titus <laughs> again. <laughs> All right, Jamal, I'm going to need a little bit of help here, okay? So make sure I pronounce this right. But um, we, spoke, we spoke about this the other day. And I want you, because I'm not familiar, and I decided that I did a little bit of research, but I figured I'll let you enlighten me on this. Yeah, this is what we're here for. We're here to debate. So um, there's been none confirmed, but from a lot of, I'll say, reasonable uh, sources that I pretty much keep an eye to as far as, you know, where I get my information and stuff for from that the WWE has targeted and has signed a Japanese female star by the name of go ahead you pronounce that <laughs> <laughs> no this is why this is why you're here you go sit there and laugh too like what type of sucker stuff was that <laughs> Uh, WWE has signed uh, Kyrie Hojo, who um, used to work for Stardom, uh, along with uh, more than a few other uh, wrestling promotions in Japan. Uh, she's 28 now, and this will be uh, this isn't her first time working in the U.S. Uh, I think she's done some work in Shimmer and stuff like that. But um, she's very good. Um, Japanese wrestling is, is pretty different as a whole to wrestling here in the U.S. Um, and I don't know how well that I translate. I don't expect to see her on television for a while in um, NXT uh, because you know Oscar stayed down there for uh, quite some time before she debuted on um, on TV. You know, six months or so. But uh, she came in April, I believe, end of April, and she's down in Orlando. You know, at the Performance Center, getting herself ready for eventually moving on to NXT. She is um, the type of character. She's not the the strong, uh, dominating. Um, you know, she she's like a Japanese Alexa, Alexa Bliss. Uh, you know, when when Bliss is good, she's great, and when she's not, you wonder why she's there. But Kyrie Hojo is a hell of a better wrestler than Alexa Bliss. It's not even close. But that personality, where she's you know cute and bubbly, kind of like a J-pop star. Um, that's definitely going to be a thing that'll be interesting to see if they bring that over to uh, NXT. Uh, she has arguably the best elbow drop of all time, where her body's perpendicular to the mat by the time she uh, lands. It's not like a driving elbow drop like Randy Savage or Shawn Michaels. It's it's almost like a splash um, elbow drop. It's very interesting. But uh, one of the better matches that I've seen that she's done was uh, from last year where she wrestled. Um, Nikki Glenn Cross or Nikki Storm. Um, 
I don't know what they're calling her in NXT now, but she's with Sanity. Um, 30 minutes, great match. And uh, she can certainly hold her own with the best of them. I mean, she's wrestled everybody. So uh, I'm excited about it. Not um, entirely too excited because we've seen it many, many times where WWE has brought somebody over that, you know, brand new to their style of wrestling, and it, it's 50-50 if it works. So, you know, I definitely wish her the best, and then hopefully uh, she gets together. Because if we, as you've seen before, it doesn't matter if you really have the talent sometimes, you have to have the the total package to get over in WWE. So, hopefully it works yeah, out. And for the fans um, who also may not be familiar, I just uh, retweeted uh, a quick gif of an elbow drop that I seen maybe some time ago, and I was just like, um, yeah, it looked fast and the furious eight ish because the physics of her body, <laughs> the way that she's bent up, does not look human like at all. But it's absolutely incredible. Um, Jamal, just to pin another question back to you too. With with uh, the WWE seem to be back in the Japanese market right now, and with your expertise from there, name somebody else who you would like to see, or um, or if there's anybody else you've heard rumored that may potentially be coming over. Well, everyone's rumored because, you know, they do have that women's tournament that has been officially announced for the third quarter of the business calendar uh, in WWE. And an actual date would be uh, July 13th and 14th. Uh, that's what the word is right now from Full Sail University, and I'll have more on that in the news. As far as, you know, who else who I would want to see in WWE, it's... 50-50 for me, because because of situations like Athena becoming Ember Moon, because of situations like Heidi Lovelace becoming Ruby Riot, I know what they've done on the indie circuit, and that's obviously why they're in NXT. But because of reasons, that won't be the same thing. It will be different than the thing that they got in there. So it'd kind of be like a person transitioning from college to the pros and then you wonder, but he goes to a team that doesn't necessarily fit his skills. Good point. And you wonder what happened. And it's not that the player's bad, it's just that he's on the wrong team. And there's no way to know that until they get there. Good point. So to name names, because you asked him directly who I think that should be there, <laughs> um, obviously I would say Veda Scott. You know, um, She's clearly one of the best in the indie circuit right now. I would love to see Willow Nightingale in the um, – um, WWE Women's Tournament, my future ex-baby mother-in-law. Um, right. Calm down. Uh, Faye Jackson uh, will be another one. She's she's really green, but I, I really think that she has a lot of uh, potential. Uh, Io Shirai would be you know, amazing if they can break her over from Japan. Um, I mean, the list definitely goes on. Lufisto, Crazy Mary Dobson, who's in ROH right now, I think. Um, Actually, Mary may be in NXT right now. But still, um, there's a lot. There, there's a lot. And they have a lot, too. Like, we haven't seen what Mandy Rose or whatever her name is. We haven't seen her yet. Um, I know that Kimberly's in NXT. I haven't seen her on TV yet, and I don't uh, really watch it, but she's there. Mandy Rose has been on TV. It's You just make sure you're not looking for her. I'm, I'm not. Um, okay. But I, but I, haven't, I haven't seen her. Well, I haven't seen her to present it in a big way. Uh, TakeOver Chicago's next weekend. And Nobody's mentioned her name once. So it's fine. She'll be in Cincinnati and, when you go there. 
I hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, they, the women's tournament it looks interesting. I hope they bring over a lot of people. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to begin to the women's tournament talk and um, more more information start coming out. Um, it's it's going to be a great time. It's That's going to be so, specialty. It's 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 so many women out there that um, named Jamal has just named and some that's been unnamed that I would just love to see be able to get the platform on the WWE network and hopefully you know like I said if they can take the magic like they did with the CWC, uh, this could be great. It's thirty two, right? They, so thirty two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, moving to the next topic real quick. Let's start going through these a little bit faster. The RH World Champion Christopher Daniels has named his Mount Rushmore for RH champions, including Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe, and CM, uh, CM Punk, and uh, Nigel McGuinness. Ooh. Um, I guess first off, do, do everybody agree, or who would they put in their, uh, in their Mount Rushmore for RH champions? I I'm just going to just jump off the break right now. How is uh, Jay Lethal not on this That's list? That's what I'm about to say. Jay Lethal, why is he not on there? Because it's only four, and I can't argue against the list. Um, I didn't really see um, Brian Danielson uh, work too much in Ring of Honor. I wasn't really following it at the time that he was there. Uh, but, yes, sure, Punk. Uh, I would put Kevin Steen up there. I, I, put, I, I would put Kevin Steen over Joe. I would, I would put too. Kevin Steen over Joe. Mm-hmm. I would too. I, I, I mean, that. Uh, that's yeah. Tough. I would go Jay Lethal, Steen, uh, Danielson, and CM Punk for sure. That would be my four. Um, I would go Jay Lethal, Steen, um, CM Punk, and um, Mark Briscoe. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Okay. Is Roger Strong not in, the, in this conversation at all? No. Oh, only because there's four no. Okay. Because I would put Jamal, uh, Samoa Joe over Roger Strong. I would put Adam okay. Cole over Roger Strong. I would uh, put Davy Richards. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, I Richards would. and Kyle Riley would be over there, and I'm not. You know, obviously oh, yeah. Roddy. Yeah. But oh yeah. Who? You can only pick four. Doctor yeah. M, who would be yours? Um, definitely Steen. Uh, probably Jay Lethal. Um. CM Punk probably and Nigel McGinnis. Now you put you'll put Nigel in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not, yeah. Not, I mean, there's no a hard knock for me, but oh, that's a hard knock. But I would put. There's no argument against any of these guys. Yeah. I mean, there's no wrong answer with anybody that her name. The biggest reason why Samoa Joe does not make the list for me because I will put Samoa Joe on my Mount Rushmore for TNA. Exactly. Exactly. I'm with you 100. percent Well, I can't argue and... that they can't be both. I, I, I knew you was going to go there, but at the end of the day, do you remember Sting for the Sting and TNA or Sting and WCW? WCW. I don't remember Sting. <laughs> <laughs> you did look like a guy that wore Hawaiian shirts back in the day, so I can tell that uh, Sting was one of your favorite wrestlers. Duchesne, you don't have to lie. Do, do, do your TNA uh, Mount Rushmore. Ah oh, man, okay. AJ Styles is definitely in there. I would do. Uh, I, I know this is going to sound very crazy, but I would probably have to do Jeff Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Um. Huh. I, I, I'm two for two. Agree with you. My my, my two in addition to those would be um, Bobby Roode. Oh oh, uh, Bobby Lashney and uh. 
Oh, Bobby Roode. Yeah, my Bobby, bad. I'm, I'm tripping. Yeah. Bobby Roode will be up there for me. Bobby Roode, Joe, AJ, and Jeff Jarrett. That would be my four. Yeah, I, I'm going to go AJ. Yeah, AJ, Joe. AJ, Joe. Bobby Roode and uh, Jeff Jarrett. I would not put Angle up there because I would just like you said. I'll not at all for WWE. Then. Not at all. Not Jeff uh, <laughs> and uh, it's very clear that um, Kurt Angle was doing a lot of drugs when he was in TNA, and I don't. And I think he's very open about him being over his addiction, which means he hadn't been doing it at some point because he was never not employed by a wrestling company. So I'm sure you're not going to ever say that he did his best to work under the circumstances he was in. Um, anybody else care to share their Mount Rushmore TNA? Dalon, 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 and Dalon. Uh, I agree with that. He spits off fire. Um, <laughs> I would say, um, yeah, Joe, AJ Styles, um, Petey Williams, and Matt Hardy. Ooh, ooh. Petey, how many times was he a world champion TNA? Once, at right? Least, I would say at least once, maybe twice. I just only remember him being once, but the Canadian destroyer is like an all-time favorite finisher for me, so I, I give you that. But is, like, I, I only watched golden... TNA for the X Division. Yeah. Is, is the Golden Child EC3 not in this conversation at all? Too, too, no. too, too raw. Nope. I, th- I would put Gail Kim in TNA's Mount Rushmore for sure. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's, that's where, that's where makes sense. Sense. O- Over Karma? Oh yes. yeah, that's where Gail yeah. Kim is. Heck yeah! yeah. <laughs> well, I know. I just say that for Dr. M because he loves him some karma. No, I do love karma, but I think because um, Gail Kim got the shaft twice in WWE. Yeah, she. Um, but in TNA is where she has really flourished, and I mean, I don't think anyone can argue that at least for several years she was not the leader of that knockouts division, especially when it first got started. So. Um, I would definitely put her Very on. The, true. Don't Rushmore. laugh at me. Don't laugh at me. Do we? Where would you put Bully Ray as an all-time TNA champion? Don't laugh at me. Top ten. Yeah. Okay. Good. Because I will rank him as the top ten as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of their best gimmicks that TNA has produced too. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Gail Kim, the women's tournament. Yay or nay? No. Oh. Like, like got, she's like eighty, but you got shafted twice. It's, it's no point. She's not Brian. She's had it with WWE. Yeah. <laughs> you say yeah. she's like eighty. Tajuri was in this, the Cruiserweight Classic. <laughs> True. <laughs> nah, but but Tajuri's different. It, it wasn't like he was shafted by WWE. I he worked three matches. He worked three Tijiri, matches back in Japan. Tajuri got injured. That's why he's back in Japan. Yep. He was supposed to be in NXT. He got injured. And he said, yeah, you're 47. Go home. <laughs> Plus, Gail just did an interview. Um, well, probably one of several over WrestleMania weekend where some guy asked her asked her about WWE. And she sort of faked like she was happy. Well, I guess she's happy for the current WWE women and the push they were getting. But uh, she also threw quite a bit of shade in that interview saying that there were plenty of talented women in WWE when she was there, and she wishes they got that opportunity, and that she's more than happy in TNA. So, Yeah, tweeting that at Stephanie McMahon, too, didn't help, because yeah. she definitely... Um, <laughs> Stephanie said something like, you know, how proud she was of the women's revolution and her part in it, and blah, 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 and Gail Kim was like, nah. <laughs> no. Because when we were there, we did as much as, if not more, than the work that these girls are doing now. And where's our plaque? Where's our revolution? So, no. True that. 
There's no argument against okay. that. All right. Another, this should be a quick topic too. <laughs> Enzo and Big Cass. Oh, God. What in the world needs to happen with, with not with them, because there's only one of them that's in trouble right now. What needs to happen with Enzo ultimately? Uh, Jamal, I know you, I'm just going to speak for you and send him to NXT, correct? No, um, I say cut him. <laughs> you know what? I'm not, you know, it's, it doesn't sound as crazy because they're not selling, they're, they're never going to sell as much shirt, uh, uh, merch as um, the New Day. And at some point, they're going to, their time is going to pass. Because uh, I, I, don't, who, I don't think they have to, but their entrance is too long. That's number one. Um, Enzo doesn't really add anything because even in a throwaway match, Xavier Woods can get in there and um, and mix it up a bit, even though he generally doesn't do the wrestling. But if they need him for a six-man tag or greater, then obviously he'll step in. Um, but with Enzo, he doesn't really add anything to it. The only reason why you can't really actually cut him is because Colin Cassidy may be worse than Titus O'Neil on the mic. <laughs> Well, who's all right, I mean, all right? Well, let me ask this: Who would you take? Well, this is not a fair question. I don't even know why I'm about to ask. <laughs> but Enzo or Road Dog? Oh, that's that's not even close. But the, the problem is, is that Enzo Amore and Colin Cassidy equal one wrestler. If either one of them had each other skills, they would be better off. But they don't. So I don't know if it was like some secret handshake. They said, listen, you just wrestle and I'll just speak. But that's what we have. So I can't imagine sitting through a Colin Cassidy promo. We all said that when Enzo got hurt, what's what's Cassidy going to do? Because he should never be t- – tape his hands together. He can't hold a microphone. But then if Cassidy gets hurt, do we really want to see an Enzo Amore match? Versus who? Versus what? Why? Who cares? So the idea is I, I think you just got to keep them together. Let me ask you this, though. Okay, going back to that Road Dog reference, okay? If you look at Road Dog and Billy Gunn, all right? Basically, that was two wrestlers. Like, if Road Dog had Billy Gunn's skills or Billy Gunn had Road Dog's might work, that they, they would be great. But they lasted so long, even though there's part of DX and everything, but just put them as the individual tag team. That's what you look at when you look at Enzo and Big Cass. So what do Road Dog and Billy Gunn have that Enzo and Big Cass don't? Because it seems like it's a carbon copy of a new generation of it. So what? Two, two, one tag team had two people that could wrestle. This one only has one. You think Road Dog can wrestle? I love the Road Dog, but he had two moves. That was it: the crazy legs and the little punch thing. Your, I mean, your champion has two moves: <laughs> an F five and a German suplex. So, well, I'm about to say what suplex and the other one, City. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about the F five. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, this is true. Um, Doctor O, what happens with Enzo and Cass? What, what, what needs what needs to happen here? Well, uh, I am of the belief that they needed to be split up quite some time ago. Um, but then the question becomes what to do with them both. And I do think Cass can can survive as a singles wrestler, though I agree with Jamal that uh, I wouldn't trust him with a mic. I think he needs a manager. Um, I think Enzo would be a great manager, but I would not be want to be on the creative team to have to sort of figure out how to convince the fans that, all right, we're now moving Enzo to a manager role. Um, <laughs> um, so, I think it's slightly convincing us that, the way how he keeps getting squashed every week. Oh, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, it's past due for them to split. I definitely, I wouldn't cut Enzo because um, as, as goofy as he is and as terrible as a wrestler as he is, um, I, he has quite the following. And I, I don't think WWE would want to, to draw the ire of, you know, all his fans, but I, I definitely think he, a, a non-wrestling role would be best for him. I think if he slowly disappeared, he would slowly be forgotten. I think everybody would be perfectly not on on watch for him. But don't forget, don't hold. But don't forget, Big Cass had a great showing in that Fatal Four Way when Kevin Owens. Became- Nobody forgot. No one forgot. I totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me no, move you know on to the do? next. Send one of them to SmackDown. That's what you do. I, that's I was- no. That's what should have happened. That's a shakeup right there. Something drastic right. is that. So, and send, it should have been Big Cass Cassidy. so he could be more. Exactly. Exactly. Send Colin Cassidy to SmackDown. Um, have, and then he could be a heel because he kicks James Ellsworth in the face. And then Carmella, you know, gets with him. And that's a thing that that's actually happened in the real life. And yeah. that's a thing that should happen on screen. Ellsworth Everybody gets else sympath- is sympathetic. They're not married. Baby face, Jerry. Well, they're not married, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, but everybody else is with their significant <laughs> other. I mean, don't forget, everybody else was, nobody else was quite married until this year where people just mysteriously stopped popping up being married. Right. So. Congratulations. Uh-huh. We've been married for 10 years. Right? Let me, um, since we're running out of time, Sean, I want to pass this question around to everybody real quick, uh, especially uh, Mr. Sellis himself. Yes, so sir. I was just, I was listening to a podcast earlier. Uh, shout out to uh, Rant with Ant from the New Age Insiders um, Network. And he posed a question between uh, wrestling and NBA. So I'll, I'll automatically it was intriguing for me. And um, definitely give a shout out to, uh, um, excuse me, definitely give a listen to his podcast. Uh, you can follow him at Rant with Ant on Twitter. Um, or you can find them on iTunes and everything with uh, under rant with Ant. And the question he posed in about the middle of the podcast was um, if he would, um, he said that he was going to explain why he felt Roman Reigns is the LeBron James of the WWE. I'm before before you respond to that. I just want to know: Do you agree? And if not, who would you consider Roman Reigns to be in any sport? Period. Uh, it, it, Outside of wrestling, uh, star wise, I, 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 I have a question though. Like, because I don't watch basketball, is LeBron James supposed? Is that supposed to be a reference that he's good or not? Because I hear that LeBron James gets hated on a lot, but I also hear that he's one of the greatest playing right now. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's, that's who Roman Reigns is. That's who Roman Reigns is. Okay, so you're so but two of you are saying you agree. Yes, I'm not. No, no, God, no. I'm just I'm just trying to uh, see what the question is because I don't know the frame of reference. I don't know LeBron James. But that's um, it. Yeah, no, no, you, you know ask, you, you the question you ask is just frame who he is. You don't he gets hated on, but he's still one of the all time greats. That's what Roman Reigns is right now. I'm asking though, know, is that valid? That's very valid. That's like okay, the perfect yeah. way to explain it. Your yeah. question actually came out the perfect way to explain it. And I would even say like this Roman was even, I guess, more appreciated when he was part of the big three and who was the big three with Roman, um, the Shield with, with Dean and Seth Rollins, and when LeBron got with D-Wade and Chris Bosh, that was his Shield. Oh. Okay. Um, Dr. M, anything on this? Uh, 
I'm struggling with this comparison because, yes, LeBron James is great, but LeBron James, I think if you ask a lot of basketball fans, uh, as great as the Cleveland Cavaliers are these days, I think a lot of people would still say that if it wasn't for LeBron James, they wouldn't be great. Um, and there's a lot of people who argue that he he carries that team on his back. Uh, I don't think Roman Reigns carries WWE on his back. Um, All right. There we he's go. not there yet. He's just not there yet. Will he get there? Perhaps. It seems like Vince wants him to get there. But I certainly don't think he's there now. First off, I do not agree with this statement, as I was tweeting about it earlier, because in no- LeBron James is being considered the best overall basketball uh, star right now in the world. He's, he's the best. And LeBron James, considering being the best in the jobs of analysts, because they have nothing else to do all day, is to compare. And they compare him to who is absolutely the, gre- the, the best and greatest basketball player of all time in Michael Jordan. Russell. Who? Michael Jordan. <laughs> Never heard of him. Michael Jordan. <laughs> mm, nope. Michael Jordan. <laughs> nope. Michael Jordan. <laughs> Just no. so we all know, Michael Jordan is the best basketball player ever. Doesn't matter. No, I thought I heard you say Bill Russell. Okay. There's argument to be made there, Bill Russell, because yes, he 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 definitely has the most bling bow of all basketball players. So I get it. No, he literally but, invented his position. But you know, let's not forget that part. But the point of the matter is Michael Jordan is absolutely the greatest of all time, which we would just I mean if I paid off the referees, I went too. <laughs> okay. In the argument for the best of all time, we'll we'll say he's definitely up there as being one or one A or one B, Top whatever. Right. Whatever. LeBron James gets that comparison because meaning that he will be considered the best of all time, which in that question, you equate that to Roman Reigns, who absolutely isn't. So when you compare that type of conversation with wrestlers currently, the only person that they bring up that they that that they discuss as being potentially one of the best wrestlers, superstars of all time, currently on the roster is John Cena. So if I had to compare, if I had to compare and draw these vectors, sort of say, to to uh, comparisons from NBA to WWE, I would say LeBron James is um, John Cena, who a lot of people don't like, but absolutely gets it done consistently and definitely carries WWE on his back. And then Michael Jordan will be Ric Flair to me, who has who's absolutely con- I would consider the best wrestler of, of all time. But when it comes specifically to WWE, then I will have to swap that out and say Stone Cold, who carries Stone Cold on his back through the hardest times, you know, through the, through the Attitude Era and through the Monday Night War. In that case, I would, I would consider Michael Jordan. Roman Reigns, I would consider to be Russell Westbrook, who is a person that does have all the tools in the shed, but people don't like. People don't like his look. People don't like what he does. People don't like his attitude. People don't like his aggression. And yet he gets it done. Russell Westbrook averaged a triple-double this year. He also did not start in an all-star game, MVP, because the fans did not vote him, which is ridiculous. The last time somebody averaged a triple-double, who's that name, sir, that you brought up earlier? Oscar Robertson was the last person to average a triple-double. He did that in the Oh, 60s. yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, you, you do know basketball, don't you? I haven't watched basketball in 10 years. 
So if okay. it happened after Reggie Miller retired, then I don't know yeah, what's going Os- on. Oscar Robinson was, yes, the original at, for, and the only person to average a triple-double in the um, modern era of the NBA. Yep. And Russell Westbrook has now done it too. But anyway, nothing else. A lot of people don't like Russell Westbrook because of just who he is. And I feel like that's who Roman Reigns is. I feel like Roman Reigns could be a top person. He has it all. He has the look, the physique. He sells good. Uh, his mic work can do some improvement. But again, I mean, you know, but that's just my that's just my uh, two cents. And I was just wondering what, what, what you guys thought on that topic. Um, somebody had to run off and uh, had some errands to run real quick. So Silly Sellers is not with us right now. Um, we only got two more topics and we're about done for the day. Actually, we got one more topic. Um, the Sinclair Broadcasting Broadcasting announces the purchase of the Tribune Media. So ultimately, the, I guess the real question right now is, what do we expect from this in regards to ROH? Who uh, this? I mean, this potentially could mean sort of say better TV placement or publicity, or will we still be waiting to see ROH at two o'clock in the morning, barely hanging on to life <laughs> on Friday night? Well. Th- there are a couple of things with this, um, and, the, and the first thing, and, I, and I'll make it very quick. Um, Sinclair Broadcasting buying Tribune for $4 billion is not something to laugh at. Um, Sinclair will now be the largest television network that controls 70% of the local television stations in the country. Um, I personally have a problem with that because I think that that's, a, that's too big, and the SEC needs to step in and shut it down. Also, the uh, owners of Sinclair are very, very, very conservative right wing um, in their political ideology. Personally, it doesn't shy from my beliefs, but I don't, don't particularly care about that. But because they now control 70% of the market share for local uh, independently owned stations, what do you think they're going to put on there where they're not putting on ROH? Now, as this relates to ROH, uh, locally, Channel 50 and Channel 7. In this market, the eighth largest in the country, D.C., um, are owned by Tribune and Sinclair. They also own WGN. Great uh, if WGN, the a local station in Chicago that also broadcasts nationally, which could show um, uh, Ring of Honor, not maybe not live, but at a specific time where most of the country could see it. <clears throat> it makes absolute sense, and I hope that it happens. Um, I don't know a cable company that doesn't have um, WGN. There are a lot of White Sox fans in Mississippi because of that. So I, I hope that's the move that they make. I would love to see them move forward to that. But Sinclair is based in Baltimore. And in Baltimore, Ring of Honor comes on at 10 o'clock. In D.C., it comes on at 1 in the morning or whenever college football finishes. And different people see it at different times around the country. Or you can watch it in um, on their website. That's not good enough to keep up with storylines. And the way they tape things, some of their storylines are still running after the pay-per-view. So (laughs) if they can keep everybody on the same page as far as telling their stories and getting things done on television, um, with a a network like WGN, which they will have acquired from Tribune, it could work. And it could be something that TNA already has with Pop TV, that that, uh, Evolve doesn't have, with you know, without having a um, the streaming service, but hopefully it, it, it works out where their television tapings actually make sense nowadays, and you don't have to find them. Um, 
love Ring of Honor, and they put on an amazing show. But I don't want to try that hard to find them. Yeah, it's, it's definitely an art in order to convince yourself to stay up that late in order to watch it. And it's just, it's just nothing. It, it doesn't work for me almost never. Right. Because now you're now it's two in the morning and you and you just got finished watching an awesome match, you know, and it's like, well, it's two in the morning now. What am I going to do? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, you know how we usually end the show uh, with our, another segment of do we care? Well, I mean, I got some news first that I want to just jump into real quick before we get to do we care. Yep. Um, and let, let me just uh, first jump into the best of the super juniors. Uh, it's coming up next weekend. Will Ospreay and Ricochet will have their rematch then for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, with Strowman Hurt, the rumor is that he could be back in July before uh, goodness gracious, great balls of fire. But <laughs> I cannot believe that's be back, a real I'm, it's the greatest name ever. If he can't be back before then, they may have to push his match back to SummerSlam versus Lesnar and then have a Balor or a Rollins step in to take on Lesnar in the interim, which uh, could be an interesting matchup to see how that works out. But ultimately, they're just going to get squashed and move on to Strowman um, at SummerSlam, which is arguably the match that people want to see. But... Uh, we haven't seen Lesnar since, well, since WrestleMania. So, and it's yeah. May. Um, so, <laughs> that 30 day clause is really working out, huh? Um, <laughs> yeah, th- there's that. Right. Um, Alistair Black, formerly known as Tommy End, worked a house show in Zurich, Switzerland for the main roster. Um, Black, who's worked all over Europe with uh, different promotions, uh, got a pretty big pop. Our, the, from what I've read, it was the second loudest pop of the night next to Antonio Cesaro, who was from Luzerne, Switzerland. So he got a big home country pop there. Um, it's good to, I'm glad to see NXT stars are working the main roster. Wherever, wherever they can, it, it's good to see that happen. Maybe, probably not, but maybe he's on the fast track to moving up because apparently he's really um, bringing down the house in NXT. Speaking of NXT, uh, Full Sail University will host the women's tournament in July. The rumored dates are July 13th, a Thursday, and Friday the 14th. But here's the thing. Jim Ross is going to call. It could call the um, commentary, and that's what the rumors are as well. And also, they're going to release the entire series on demand instead of spacing it out over several weeks. The final is still supposed to be live on um, at from Full Sail in uh, Orlando on August 29th on the network. But do you think that this the, the binge-watching aspect of um, the women's tournament, do you think that's a good idea, or should they space it out over weeks like they did the uh, Cruiserweight Turk Classic? I think it's a great idea. Um, I think that's one of the, the, the moves I enjoy most about the UK tournament. Um, it was nice to just have that weekend uh, to really – kind of get immersed in that tournament. I mean, I love the Cruiserweight Classic, and I don't think it was bad to space it out, but I just worry that with the women's tournament, that gets spaced out, you know, every week people are going to, the interest is going to fluctuate depending on who's wrestling that week. Whereas if you have it all concentrated in one weekend, you're going to have more hype around it. Um, so I would I would support that move. Agree. Yeah, I, I generally agree that... Um, uh, we binge watch nowadays. We, you know, I wish it were live, 
where it was an actual program to start something else. Uh, I hope they don't do what the cruiserweights did and they just go like, hey, here are a bunch of guys that you may or not have seen, and they're gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, some movie news before we move into do not care, do we care? Um, slight. WWE Studios produced movie about um, a guy who may or may not have some superpowers that um, he uses for stuff and things. Um, $250,000 budget. It made $3.286 million um, over uh, since its release. So good for them for absolutely crushing it. Wow. Um, Did not see that coming at yeah, so, all. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not every movie has to make $150 million to be a, um, a profit. Yeah, but um, two hundred fifty grand. They made three, you know, over three million dollars. That's a win right there. So good for them. Yeah, it is. But that leads me to looking up some other movies featuring wrestlers that are coming out. WWE Studios has a full plate, and this weekend it's The Wall, starring John Cena and Aaron Taylor Johnson, who I believe was kick ass. Um, that comes out this weekend, actually tonight, and I'm I've skipped. Quick, Quicksilver. That Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh, Godzilla. Oh, same person. Same person. Yeah. Um, right to the director. Um, so it's them in a movie, and um, it's a sniper behind the wall, got him pinned down, and he needs to figure it out. And he's John Cena. So he's going to get shot in the face and still kick out of two because he's John Cena. Um, <laughs> but coming up in August, you have A Pure Country, Pure Heart, uh, starring um, Shawn Michaels which and Willie Nelson, which looks um, horrible. Uh, these movies don't have release dates, but they are rumored to come out this year. Uh, Brothers Blood starring Trey Songs, Fetty Wap, and R-Truth. <laughs> now, I know who Trey Songs is. I don't know what a Fetty Wap is, but it sounds contagious. Um, and R-Truth, uh, good for you, Ron. Good for you. Um, Armed Response... Um, with Seth Rollins and Wesley Snipes. Is, oh yeah, I'm, I'm for that. Is an action horror movie where um, <laughs> uh, the the the, the um, descriptions are vague, but uh, it's described as an action horror movie versus uh, either the undead or vampires. I'm not sure which one. Mohawk is another horror movie starring Luke Harper um, about this dude that has needs to escape the woods, and Luke Harper's giving him a chase. Um, Killing Hasselhoff. And there's only one Hasselhoff that I can think of. Um, has Hulk Hogan and David Hasselhoff in it. Um, I believe it's, Hulk Hogan is a bounty hunter, uh, and he has to find David Hasselhoff. Now, obviously, these are still these are things still in development. Things could change, and um, they sh could be released later this year. The only thing that I know of that has a release date is the HBK movie in August. And now, finally, do we care? Sonny, um, also known as Tammy Lynn Stitch in ECW, talks about having sex with Shawn Michaels. Do we care? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella, Ryan, have also uh, have had a kid. Do we care? Oh uh, yeah. So, uh, do we, do we have a confirmed name here. Like I, I'm seeing so, some um, stuff online. I'm just hoping it's not true. <laughs> uh, Bertie, Bertie Joe. Um, Asked for her by name uh, at a future Waffle House in the uh, 2070. Berta Joe, uh, eight pounds, ten ounces, 21 inches, healthy baby girl, was born at 11:58 p.m. on uh, May the 9th. So congratulations to the Danielsons. Um, 
All right, Kurt Angle had an interesting tweet that said, uh, we may not be able to wrestle each other, but we, our kids may, uh, at a WrestleMania 54. So uh, I thought that was kind of cute. Um, Daniel Bryan, and I haven't conf confirmed this. I've been seeing some really weird reports, but Daniel Bryan says that once he's done and under uh, in about a year with WWE, he wants to wrestle again. Um, he's also dropped that hint before where he's like, you know, in 18 months, we'll see what happens with the Miz was going on that rant. That was, uh, that went nuts. Um, in 18 months, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll, you know, we, I could wrestle, but they don't want to let me and blah, blah, blah. So he seems to be dead serious about it. You know, and I would agree that he should, except that he's actually has an infinite home. Um, I would rather him not be a Jim McMahon, uh, you know, type of person, you know, at 50 years old, you know, taking care of a teenager um, or Mick Foley type. You know, just don't don't care yourself doing it, dude. It's not worth it. But Daniel Bryan in the ring again could be interesting. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um. WWE No Mercy scheduled for September has a date and a uh, location. Do we care? No. Yeah, I didn't either. Dude, um, I said, dude, the fact that we got another No Mercy in this year already. Yeah. Like, what? No, no. Yeah, it's another um, B pay per view. Um, Stephanie McMahon says she could do one more match. Do we care? No. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, <laughs> So that's it for uh, do we care this week? Surprised you didn't add. Surprised you didn't add. Batista said that he also has it for him to make another run. Do we care? I I, I don't believe that. That's why I didn't um uh, include that. Yeah, uh, he talks so much like hate stuff on his Twitter, and uh, I I don't know. He just I guess he's just living the moment since this movie's out. But uh yeah, right. No. I I don't believe it because he he's saying stuff like he hates the corporate stuff, but he loves the wrestling. So, okay, do it then. I mean, show up and evolve. <laughs> you know, nobody's, there's not a company <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the country that's going to uh, tell him, nah, bro, get in the back. <laughs> tell me that if, if, you know, Batista and Dijak, you know, wanted to get together and do something, there's a company that would promote it. Yeah, there's a lot of people that Batista can work with. I mean, Brian Cage and Batista could be interesting. Keith Lee, Batista. Yeah. Well, Brian Cage and Batista is basically Brian Cage versus Amira. <laughs> I mean, people like that, though, right? This this man, like this man, man would have a field name. Yeah. <laughs> right, but, but my, my point is though, there isn't a, co a company in the English-speaking world that would not book Batista versus their top big guy. Yeah. Yeah, and even in WWE, I wouldn't mind seeing Batista versus Jinder Mahal or uh, or AJ Styles or a bunch of people. So I don't really believe him when he says, uh, "Oh, you know, blah blah blah," or Titus should leave the company and all of the um, not negative oh, things, per se, but um, a lot of the um, more abrasive things that he says on the tweet. Right, right, right. I totally agree. Anyway, before we get out of here, um, any closing remarks uh, from anybody while I close out the show? Yeah, I, I do want to say as far as that basketball ref, that inane basketball reference goes, um, I would say that um, I don't know the current stars, so just do forgive me. If this were hockey or baseball, that'd be a different thing. But I will no, say I said, that I, I said across across the sports world, um, there was okay. a comparison. Um, I saw somebody said that um, Roman Reigns was the Tom Brady of the NFL, which I totally do not agree with. But keep going. Okay. Um, I would say that Roman Reigns is probably, if he were a basketball player, like 
the Calbert Cheney of of basketball, sir. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Dead serious. I think he's like he's like a Rex Chapman type, um, oh. <laughs> or you know maybe like a Dan Marley. I'm not, and that shows you like how far how long I've gone from watching basketball. But, were, were you uh, still watching when Kwame Brown was a thing? Greatest draft pick ever. <laughs> yeah, I was That's actually it. at the Verizon Center for that, for that draft. I was too. I was too. Dr. Yeah. Emma, any but, um, remarks from you? <laughs> You're in. Um, uh, the only thing I would say is that um, we were talking about injuries earlier. And I know that if I was on the Raw brand and I was injured right now, I might try to extend that injury layoff until after the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view is over. Because, uh, maybe it's just me, but I would want no part of that. So that's just my two cents. You know what else, too? I mean, I know we talked about this a lot last year, how we feel like there was just too many pay-per-views going on. But with this name and with the fact that pay-per-views are already going to come back around in the same year, the thrill and the enthusiasm to want to see main uh, roster favorite uh, pay-per-view uh, cards is slowly disappearing for me now. Like Great Balls of Fire, it looks like they're getting ready to try to like smack us around with like a gimmick in total, just to see how many people will watch it. There's well, no, se- I feel like there's nothing serious about this now. Part of the problem is is Great SmackDown and Raw are not um, differentiated. You know, they still feel like one show with a column A and a column B, but it's still part of one whole. And that's not what it was supposed to be. At least that's what I thought it wasn't supposed to be. I thought that when you turned on Raw, you watched this show for three hours. And when you turned on SmackDown, you watched a different show for three hours. Under the same corporate umbrella, but still you know, fairly different. That is not the case. And especially since they promote each other. 205 Live is kind of weirdly placed in the middle um, where they they featured them on Raw, but they taped them on SmackDown, you know, and it's just it doesn't feel too different. So when you are watching SmackDown and they advertise a Raw pay per view, or when the Superstar Shakeup happens and people just show up for no reason, it doesn't feel different. It still feels like, hey, I was just next door doing the show, and oh, it's SmackDown Live, you know, same building, different floor, and that's that's not what it's supposed to be. Yeah. I don't know, but we'll see what happens. But anyway, uh, we we definitely ran a little bit past our time, so I am going to do this. We are going to release the details of our um, two contests over our Twitter page and our Facebook page when we will promote it, and we will announce our winner next week on our show. We will not be having our show regularly scheduled next Thursday because we will be having Mike King, the Nova um, Pro um, promoter. Oh. Yes. <laughs> promoter and founder on for the show so we can promote the show uh talk about things to come and uh we also will cover and we need to talk about whether scheduling shows out of spite against me yeah there's definitely a vendetta against jamal at there, there really isn't but this the car looks stat i wish i could see it um uh, but we are going we're not going to miss it because of a bad thing because we're going to miss it because we are making a trip to uh chicago for nst takeover so um, we'll be covering that as well. So until then, keep a lookout for our Twitter um, and our Facebook page. 
and we will get the details out for the contest. And we hope to have that winner on the show next week too, officially. Uh, so we can, um, you know, uh, announce the winner and also have them to be able to discuss looking forward to the show and all that other good stuff. Okay. So anywho, for two chains, for the absence of Dwayne, the departing Mr. Silly Sellers, the great giant crab and the doctor himself. He's really adopted by the way. M. Um, we will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening in.